Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Compadre, not much, not much. I'm just recovering from last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Severed were so bad you couldn't do it sober. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly don't remember much of what happened um, after we finished the podcast. You're blacking uh, out. <laughs> I vaguely remember drinking another bottle of two uh, bottles. Is what I I remember correctly. You said that you was had. that was yeah, and then another one after that, and then everything got kind of fuzzy. Fuzzy. I, 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 I woke up on a huge pile of sand. Really? <laughs> in, in in a cornfield. Very bizarre. Wow. Um, in my bathrobe, but I didn't have my bathrobe on when I was drinking. I was fully dressed, so I don't know what happened. Had to hitchhike home. Um, Wild and crazy night. Still not, I don't, I'm still not 100% prepared to listen to the past episode. <laughs> I, so, I did. You know, <laughs> I bet you did. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So uh, no, I'm I'm drinking I'm drinking crystal uh, crystal light right now. Oh, yeah. sippy sippy. I will I will get a refill on uh, on our first break because I'm already out of water. <laughs> wow. But that's all and, right. I'm not thirsty I'm, right this second. And I'm a little hoarse because I was singing along with my Chemical Romance songs on my drive home from my tutoring session. Oh, so good for you. Yeah. Just saying. They're good for you. <laughs> that and Tom Petty. I go back and forth. I. I Tom Petty. Very nice. I like Tom Petty. Always mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, episode 51. Uh, after last week's uh, milestone, uh, Scott obviously had a few drinks to celebrate. This is episode 51. We're back honestly, on track, back to normal. Honestly, it didn't occur to me till afterwards that, oh, wait, that, I guess I could have been drinking to the 50th episode. Yeah. You could have. That didn't occur to me. But you did. This of course, this of course being the 51st episode. Yes. We are also this is also I would like to, uh, this episode has been brought to you by the film Formula 51. Really? And the and the for and the film Planet 51. Ah. And Dossier 51, Dossier 1978. 51. Okay. And and the 51st date. 51st dates with Adam Sandler. The fifth, No, that's 31st dates. No. 50, the, no, no, no. The, no. Fi- the 51st uh, state. Oh, the 51st state. 
51st State, 2005. And then, of course, Area 51, and he films that, you know, the Area 51 films, all of them. Uh, this, film, this episode has been brought to you by all of those. Okay. I don't know where you're going with any of this other than they're all tying no, I, in I'm, to I'm 51. I, I think they're all tying to 51. We're the 51st episode, and there are all these films with 51 in the name that should get mentioned because of it. Uh, what are we going to do in episode 52? Then we'll we'll discuss 52 uh, films. You should, like, challenge, uh, you should challenge me to 52 pickup. Well, 52 pickups the obvious choice. And that's the great because it's a Rob, it's Roy Schneider. Well, no, Vanity is in it, and she was in this. That would be your direct tie-in. Vanity was in fifty-two pickup. Yeah. Are we thinking of the same film? Yeah, we are. Wait, yeah, we're if I remember correctly, she's topless, doing this little kind of not a strip tease, but he's interrogating her, and she's sitting down topless and like uh, putting Holy on shit. clothes or taking off clothes or some shit like that. Holy shit! You're right. Vanity is in it. She plays Doreen. Wow. Right. Man. <laughs> That's what one of the best car chases ever. Fifty fifty uh, two pickup. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, but I think I th- and B fifty two the film. You know, you'd have that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think every episode at this point we should be commemorating all the films that uh, had the same number in them. Which well, means I think have... I think it ends at fifty two. <laughs> no, there's more. I don't think there's any movies that have to do with fifty three, fifty four, fifty five. I guarantee. As a matter of fact, next episode I'll have to I'll see if I can compile a list of the first fifty, one through fifty, so we can go through that. That would be to, cool. We have to catch up. Okay. But uh, yeah, fifty-first episode. Very yes. cool. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. And we were commemorating it with uh, Action Jackson. That's right, Action Jackson. Mister Carl Starkweather. <laughs> I love the tagline for that movie too. There's actually there's the the one that I like the most is it's. A, an atrocious tagline name Jericho Jackson nickname action home Detroit profession cop education all right where are we going with this Jesus Christ <laughs> that's not a tagline it's a trailer no 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 that's in the taglines uh for I, uh, on the on the website I know but what I'm saying is like but that's that's you, when the tagline goes that far it becomes a trailer. but then it's like education Harvard law hobby fighting crime <laughs> weapon you're looking at them what? They have more. Oh, it's, the only other one is it's time for action. Action. <laughs> That's his middle name. That's right. Uh, okay, but we're not going to just jump right into Action Jackson yet. We're actually going to oh. talk a little bit about. You don't. You don't jump into Action Jackson. No, no, no. You, you just kind of take through. it easy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do a little movie news because we actually don't have a top ten uh, this week. Yeah, we were, we were a bit late on the last, last episode because of me, so... Uh, no, not necessarily you. I mean, we were both busy, so... But we did record an episode, and we did the most current top ten, so because we record on Thursdays... We're in between top tens. We're in between them, correct. So, we're going to do so, a little movie news instead. Movie news! And you don't have any clip for movie news, because we're just doing this now, but uh, uh, just type right... Whatever. And Anyway. I got nothing for the movie news. Extra, extra, read all about I it. I can play the fingerless sound file anyway. All right, go ahead. Do all that. right, I'll do that. Ah! <laughs> News. Yeah, we got something. All um, right. Well, I think the main thing I would like to talk about is uh, Brett Ratner was in the news. That's right. He uh, nor- he produces, or he has been producing the Oscars for the last four years? Yes. Or the last few years? I few think. years. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm not sure the exact number. And... Uh, <laughs> 
it, yet I, another yet another in a long list of things that he's been involved with that shouldn't happen. <laughs> That's right. Um, but he did a racial slur. No, no, no not no. a racial slur. I'm sorry. Gay, gay slur. Yes, he did a the gay actual, slur. The actual quote was he was it was in an interview and uh, Mr. Ratner being fully aware that he's being filmed and and uh, dealing with the public. Uh, right. He, he uh, I guess he showed as much clarity and uh, decision-making skills as he did uh, in choosing Chris Tucker as a leading role. <laughs> and he, when asked about uh, when they rehearse and stuff for the film, his reply was, Rehearsal- rehearsing is for fags. <laughs> okay. Now, you can pull that off in certain circumstances. Right. In an interview in the entertainment industry... That's not one of them. No, I know that that was real stupid move by his by his part. Now on his part, I should say. He he pulled he pulled out of the the Oscars. Yes, he did. Which, I mean, it's one of those things where I tendered my resignation, which means they made you resign. And some people have been complaining, saying, "Oh, he shouldn't lose his job just because he he uh, he slandered homosexuals." Um. And he didn't lose his job per se. He just lost a gig it's not like he's on and, stamp and he's pro he's not blacklisted no you know? no uh it takes a lot i mean i mean you, you had uh you had um mel gibson stomping up and down boulevard saying you know screaming about jews right and and he people still went to see apocalypto i mean <laughs> that is it true a, it takes a lot the only way although to get i do think that would have been more successful had his image no. not been tainted yes come on Disagree. No. Yes. I'm, I, I think it was actually more successful than it should have been because it had subtitles. <clears throat> so yeah. I, no, yeah. I, I I I agree that a movie like that is hard to sell, but I think if his image hadn't been tainted, uh, as much as it as it I, was, it would have been more successful. I, I, I hey, we'll never know. These yeah, are just I, opinions, I, I but no, I, I really I do think so. That's it's not an opinion. I know. No, you don't. I really do. You really don't. I really, really do. No, I don't think you but, do. But um, it's, it's. I mean, the only way to get blacklisted in Hollywood mm-hmm. is to make a film that doesn't do well. Just ask the person that did uh, the directed the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Stephen Norrington. Yes, yeah. gone, gone, gone. Yeah, he gone, was completely gone. blacklisted. And I actually, although like- I hear he's trying to make a comeback, he's trying to get back in. I hope he does because I actually liked that film. I thought it was a good. I didn't film. think it was great, but I didn't hate it either. I I went in expecting to hate it, and I liked it. Yeah, no, I so, I, I didn't hate it. There, I'll just leave but, it at that. So Brett Ratner, I mean, yeah, he pulled out. They probably didn't want him there. And let's be fair, it's 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 the award the award show for the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Quite a few gay people in the entertainment industry. So yes, I hear. Yes. So oh. I so I hear. So you don't want to present the image of trying to oh normalize uh, ag- aggression and stereotypes towards the homosexual community. Correct. That's a negative image to set for the Oscars. Yes, it is. So I think they're right to pull him out. However, if I may weigh in on this, mm-hmm. I don't think he should have been pulled off of the Oscars because he uh, said rehearsing is for fags. I think he should have been pulled out of the Oscars because he made the shittiest of, of the X-Men films. <laughs> True. Was respons- responsible for directing the horrible remake of Manhunter, Red oh, Dragon. God, that's right. 
and by making three rush hour films was solely responsible for elevating Chris Tucker to a career that consisted of the rush hour films. <laughs> he he made no other movies besides the rush hour films. He uh, was yeah. Paid. He was Jackie yeah. Chan took a cut in pay because they were paying him so much for the rush hour films. Brett Ratner, really? No, no, no. Jackie Chan took a cut. No, that's what I mean. He took a cut because Rhett Ratner was getting so much no. money. Oh, because Chris Tucker was getting so oh much money. Oh my god, that's worse. Yeah, he was. <laughs> they were negotiating huge pay pays for him. It's like, with this, it's like this. This is the only thing this guy's done. This guy's not a huge draw. What are you doing? Brett Ratner is responsible for Chris Tucker, is in my opinion. Without Brett Ratner, Chris Tucker would have uh, he would have done a couple more films after Fifth Element. Another reason why that film is a piece of shit. And then and then he would have faded away. But no, we, we had him in the limelight for how many years, destroying Jackie Chan's career. And that is why Brett Ratner should not be allowed to be anywhere near the Oscars. Gotcha. Now, didn't Eddie Murphy, uh, I read today that he also backed out of the Oscars? Well, yeah, because Ratner had picked him the host. And so I guess the, the I guess it was kind of like the, the okay so the guy who picked me do I stick around is that kind of bad form you know and I I I don't think anybody would have thought ill of him if he stuck around but he probably felt bad you oh, know you know what I just realized I'm looking at Brett Ratner um, he directed Tower Heist yes he did what yes he did that explains a lot. Why? Why do you think he asked Eddie Murphy to, to host? I know that now. That's why I just looked his name up now, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." I no, nah, I didn't throw Tower Heist in my litany of decision of my litany of why he sucks as a filmmaker. Because you haven't seen it yet. Because I haven't seen it yet, even though I know it sucks. But it probably will. I wanted to stick to to past fact and not future fact. Okay. Which is that? Um, he also produced Skyline, which uh, in produced rec- rec- produced. I'm talking directed. No, 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 I know that. But I'm yeah. just saying, in, in recent episodes, you, you did say that you enjoyed. Right. No, yeah. I'm... But again, as a producer, how much control? I'm saying his, he directed... Well, actually, he was executive producer on Skyline. Which is even like, he's like, oh, I'll help you guys out. Right. No, he he directed all the three Rush Hours. He directed Red Dragon. He mm-hmm. directed X-Men Last Stand. Yeah, the, right. oh, let's take let's rip the bridge out and take it to the island. Or we could take a boat. I can float a boat. <laughs> Boats are made of metal. And you know what? Uh, just, bridge. just just to, to go to Red Dragon, one of the one of the one of the most amazing scenes in the original Manhunter is that wheelchair scene. Oh uh, yeah, where it's on fire, and the the security guard's in the booth, turns around about halfway because he thinks he hears something, and then kind of looks away and then says, "Oh shit!" And then that shot of that wheelchair hitting. The booth, or they had a pane glass, and then it hit the the, the that, and yeah. it just basically it was like came at your face. Mm-hmm. Was so impressive and so good, so powerful. Yeah, that I'm I I I can see them. I can see Ratner sitting around, go, okay, how do we do this scene? How do we recreate this scene? And instead of doing it exactly the same, because he knew he couldn't top it. His film just shows a wheelchair on fire just going down the street. And in comparison, is so weak mm-hmm. and so underwhelming. Well, it's like we talked about before, too. When you have these remakes, like, say, The Stepfather. Right. 
Well, they take these iconic moments, and there's only two choices. There's either do it exactly the way it was, mm-hmm. and in which case you're just copying perfection and you're, 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 you suck, or you change it, in which case you're taking something that was so popular and so good and doing it a different way just to be different, and that sucks. Right. There's really no way to win. You just have to do something completely different. Right, and his wheelchair scene in Red Dragon is just pitiful. Oh, horrible, horrible. Well, one of the, I mean, and I did watch it just because I was curious. And it just on so many levels, just a terrible movie. Yeah. Unnecessary. On un- completely unnecessary. And the only reason why I truly think it was made was so that Anthony Hopkins could complete the film trilogy. Yeah, it's the, the only reason. As Hannibal that's, Lecter. That's, that's it. really it. It was just, okay, we, we, can, we can cash in on this and f- again. And I think from what I understand, Ratner had to beg Hopkins to do it, too. Psh, I, Almost no sure of it. Almost sure of it. Yeah, that he had to beg him for it. Well, because Chris Tucker wouldn't take it either. <laughs> that was his first choice. Oh, yeah? It was his Chris first? Tucker as Lechner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, Ratner is out. Eddie Murphy is out. And I guess as a surprise, the Academy Awards announced today that Billy Crystal will be coming back for his ninth Academy Awards. Well, good. There's another reason not to watch it. <laughs> well, we will be doing, uh, if all all plans go, uh, mm-hmm. We'll be doing a live show, like live we did uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. which was a, a lot of fun. This time we'll try to we'll try to get the streaming video going a bit better. Well, I think we the streaming video was actually good the uh, the last time we did it. Yeah, but we should check out other venues. I'm not sure if I like the live stream format because it didn't save, and uh, I don't it know. It didn't it, save because it was longer than one hour. If we had stopped it before the one hour period, it yeah. would have saved each hour. I think drinking will be involved. I think so. I think that's a good. Call. I don't know how we'll present it. If we'll present it like we did two years ago, where mm-hmm. uh, the TV will be behind us and we will be on the stream, or if we'll do it kind of MST3K style, where you'll everyone will see the stream, uh, my television, and they'll hear our voices. That might get in the copyright issues though, because then what we're pretty much doing is broadcasting. <laughs> That channel on our yeah. own streaming, so that's iffy. But well, uh, I mean, we could always put something in the frame. For the most part, I think it's cool just people can listen to us live while they're watching. But you got to remember something. It's it's not. Yeah, it, it'll be very cool. But it, yeah. if, if we're in the frame or not in the frame, I really don't think it matters. Uh, now, because it's not like of... we're we're cutting out the commercials. The commercials will still be shown. Are they doing another Godzilla film? I heard that they are. Oh, and I just I don't know who's involved. I don't know who is going to. Um, oh, if there's going to be I I heard a rumor that I heard some things. I I heard some things. I I heard things. I heard some things. I heard things. Um, a rubber suit or something that looks like a rubber suit, even though it'll probably be uh, CGI, will be involved. I think they're going to be trying to go more traditional looking Godzilla. That's which, the only way to do it. If it's that's the, the case, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I got I got one other thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I see Godzilla 2014. Um. Yeah, because it takes how many? It takes two years to make a rubber suit. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Um. What's with the Snow White shit? Oh, there's two Snow White movies coming out. Right. Uh, well, the Snow one White, from the, the creators Huntsman. of Twilight, essentially. It's got Kristen Stewart in it. Right. That's the first one. The second one. If mirror, I'm not mirror. mistaken, what's that? Mirror, mirror. Uh, is that what it's called? 
Yes. I think that one is supposed to be more serious, more dramatic, and not supposed to be as tweeny Twilight bullshit as the one with Kristen Stewart is going to be. Well, I mean... I think one is going to be a serious take, and one's going to be Twilight. Now, I still dwarves. haven't seen... I still haven't seen that uh, s- that Snow White one that came out last uh, during January. Was that January, right? Snow Wait. White, or was that through the summer? Um, Snow White ripoff, or remake. I still haven't seen that yet, and, I, and I'm dying to see that and weigh in on it. But have you seen the plot? I didn't plot? realize that there was another Snow White film. Was that theatrical, that came, or was that straight yeah, to video? Oh, no, that was theatrical. They were they were playing it big time. They were trying to cash in on the Twilight crowd. You don't remember that? No, I'm, no, I'm sorry. What are you I'm, talking about? See, I misspoke. I apologize. Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, yeah. That I, I, garbage. I apologize. Yes, yeah. that, yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yes, that, that was, uh, that did try and harp on the twilight crowd and you know yeah. what from what i from what i remember it did pretty bad well yeah mm-hmm. but I'm, so but here but the one with Kristen stewart's called snow white and the huntsman and that comes right. out in 2012 now you know what the twist is in this what's that and this and this no this, dwarves well, no this, this no is, i think there are this whole this is horrible it's they, they have the they have the, the oh my queen God, the director he hasn't done anything else yet Charlize Theron is the, the evil queen. Oh, the, to... the other one has Julia Roberts as the evil queen, I believe. Now that I buy. <laughs> now, but Charlize Theron is the evil queen, and she sends the huntsman to kill uh, Snow White, right? Right. Here's the twist. Instead of, well, obviously this huntsman doesn't kill Snow White because he didn't before. But instead of just cutting out a pig heart and taking it back, the huntsman trains Snow White to become a warrior to defend herself. Oh, God. All right. That, and and that's where I, I'm lost. Yeah, they're trying to make her a strong female lead. Uh, well, yeah, like. and and that's bullshit. Now the other one. And who wrote this damn thing? You know, Evan <sighs> Dover, Evan Daughtery. What else does she do? Uh, she wrote uh, nothing. <laughs> the, as the director hasn't directed anything else. Is it all new people? Now, I have as a writer is Hossein Amini. For what? For Snow White and the Huntsman. So that's story or screenplay? That is screenplay. He, prob- he probably... Uh, yeah, he's known for... I'll just give you the... I see. Drive? Okay. He probably e- Everything a- else doesn't is not familiar to me whatsoever. Uh, movies like The Dying of the Light, Deep Secrets, Jude, Wings of the Dove, Four Feathers, Kill Shot, Shanghai. Never heard of those. Uh, but Drive is the one that just recently came out with yeah. um, uh, Ryan Gosling. I would hazard a guess that they brought him in as a uh, script uh, um, oh, fixer. Like fixer upper? Yeah, he, he probably came in and then tweaked it. So who's this other one? This Evan Spilatopoulos? <laughs> <laughs> Spillotopolis. And uh, it looks like he's directed or written nothing but cartoon shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Jungle Book 2, Lion King 1.5, Mickey Donald Goofy, Other, again, Who's Heffalump movie, Tarzan 2. This guy's done nothing but Disney shit. Now he's doing what? the snow. Oh, duh. Yeah, Fixer. Well, what? it's a heat. <laughs> what? No, it's Snow White was originally done by Disney, not the oh, story. Characters. The story Char- is old. Oh no! If you if you look, it, yeah, he doesn't have a screenplay credit, but they didn't put down uh, a credit in there. Mm-hmm. So what that means is based on characters by. Okay. Yeah, that's like let's like uh, Bob Kane still gets credits in the Batman movies, that kind of stuff. Got it. Got it. Evan right. Doherty. 
Nothing. The first film. Rusty Fork Blade. <laughs> first, <laughs> which, first which film. Which is a, a short movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's his first film. He's also working on a movie called Shrapnel, which is in pre-production. Which... Shrapnel? That can't be bad. John, John McTiernan is directing. Oh. Okay. John Diehard McTiernan. <laughs> <laughs> Shrapnel tells a story of two veterans in the Bosnian War, one American, one Serbian, who clash in the remote Rocky Mountain wilderness. Ford is a former American soldier who fought in front lines in Bosnia. When our story begins, he has retreated to a remote cabin in the woods, trying to escape painful memories of war. You know what? Okay. McTiernan's been downhill ever since Thomas Crown Affair. Uh, I would venture to say he's been downhill ever since. No. Um... I, you didn't even let me finish talking. <laughs> <laughs> I still say you're wrong. What? You still say I'm wrong. What, Last Action Hero? What are you, you going to no, 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 no. Rollerball. The remake what? of Rollerball. Well, see, Thomas Crown was okay. It was, it was well, okay. Rollerball was just atrocious. And then Rollerball was like the, it's like, boom, that's yeah. it. I, wow, and, I didn't realize he, he hasn't really then, directed a lot of films. Well, after Rollerball and Basic, what else are you going to do? Well, even before Rollerball, I mean, he's only got one, two, three, four. 12 movies under his belt and that shrapnel hasn't been made yet so 11 movies he hasn't uh-huh. made a movie since basic that's eight, hey you know what like, it's gonna be nine years since uh when shrapnel comes out in 2012 he, he survived medicine man and last action hero all the power to him <laughs> maybe maybe shrapnel will be a comeback and you know what nomads could have been a career breaker not that it was a bad film it's just not a very it's not one of those movies that you make and then they say hey here's some money Go make Predator. You saw you saw <laughs> you saw Pierce Brosnan's Willie in that. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> uh, all right. So, and you know what? I don't know what the off the top of my head, and I'm trying to find it while we're doing this, but I can't find the name of the other Snow White movie that's being released. Mirror, mirror. Is it called Mirror, mirror? Yes, that's why I just said Mirror, mirror. I thought they would kind of try and use the name. Uh, just because they think it would sell better. No, because... 50 cause Bucks whole, says they changed that name. You're right. No, it, is, it is Mirror Mirror. No, I'm right. I mean... Now, who, who is in this? This is uh, Julia Roberts, Lily Collins, Army Hammer, Sean Bean. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he plays the king. All right, you know he's oh. dead. He's going to die. Fuck. I was hoping he played a dwarf. No. Well, you know he's going to die. He's going to play the king. Does an orc shoot him in the chest three times with an arrow? Uh, we can only hope. Uh, Nathan Lane. Oh, that's stop. Stop. Mayor Winningham. Stop. Let's Is Nathan Lane this... a dwarf? Uh, no. Done. Don't stop. Stop reading. Stop. That's it. Done. Let's see if there's any other... Oh, my God. Some of these dwarves' names... Chuckles, Wolf, stop, stop, Napoleon, no, Grub. See, see what they're doing. Half pint. <laughs> they're trying to get. They're trying to get away from the, the dark, moody, uh, atmospheric uh, huntsman one. Right. So they're going more for humor and and light family stuff. That's why they're. I thought it was uh, the other way around. I thought the huntsman one was going to be more like Twilight, and this one was going to be darker. Twilight's dark. 
So I, I don't know what you're thinking of dark, but Twilight's, so, I mean, not dark the way you and I think, as far as like blood, gore, death. The director, his his name is Tarsim Sinai or Sign. He's Indian, so I can't pronounce his it, last it's name. It's pronounced. <sighs> All right. Okay. <laughs> he's. Let's see. Let's say. Let's see. He's. He directed the Cell, which yeah. I didn't like, but was fucking dar- horrible. Dark as fuck. No, it was stupid. Not even. Well, it was just dark. violent and dark, and oh, but they- I, I I didn't like it personally oh they cut a horse in the segments Ooh. well yeah uh Poor he, he did a movie Vincent called was the best part of that and he and even he's like wasted <laughs> no i know he did another movie called the fall which i don't oh, that- know he's directing the movie uh the immortals which comes out tomorrow that looks like shit and you know how you know how i know it looks like shit there's uh one of the um one of the raves that they you know because they always post that shit to try and get you interested in it better than 300 you know why they're saying that because it looks exactly the fucking same yeah (laughs) holy mother of fuck it's like 300 except except more slow motion right be prepared to be blown away jeff craig 60 second review did he watch the movie for 60 seconds is that what happened but uh, so no, just based you know on that alone, you know what you be, you know what all of his films so far have been rated R. So I would venture to say that Mirror Mirror, might, not that it might be rated R, but I have a feeling that it'll be the darker of the two. You know, it, go that's back just that my that's second, just my guess. Go back to that sixty second review. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little fed up with this bullshit. You know what you can do in sixty seconds? What's that? Jerk off. Because that's all that is. <laughs> of course it is. All that is is this guy jerking off for 60 seconds about the film. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Boom. There's no substance to it. You know what? I go watch the trailer. takes fucking long in the 60 seconds. And it's a cute It's a cute little thing. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, I get 60 seconds. I'll take the whole film. Fuck you. It's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, but Be prepared to be blown over. Be, be prepared to blow me next time you think you can tell me about a film in 60 <laughs> seconds. That's right. Uh, but just based on the director, I do, th- I just based on that, I think it'll be the darker of the two movies. I think they'll both be rated PG-13. I just think that one will be, dare I say, the better film. Yeah, I don't know if better comes into play on well, these. Well, I mean, if the other one's going to have Kristen Stewart, you know they're going for the Twilight crowd. You know they're going to have aspects and that right there it's the melodrama that, they're playing the melodrama then the other right. one and then the other one's going to be more light that right there lighter yeah that right there makes me not want to see it exactly well I, is there a trailer out for it yet i think so i think they just released it i haven't seen it yeah. do you want to see do you want to see either of them honestly no i don't want to see either one now let's take a break and talk about action checks okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh okay i'm ready <laughs> All right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. <laughs> Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do. I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now, I'm listening to the Shock Value: How a Few Eccentric Outsiders Gave Us Nightmares, Conquered Hollywood, and Invented Modern Horror. I think you can get that link from our site too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. 
you get a two week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And we and and, and we need it. Please. Yeah. Well, I, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite. You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Go audible.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to keep in touch with Movie Sucktastic? Let your voice be heard loud and proud by giving us some feedback. No matter what you're calling or emailing about, we'll make sure you get your spotlight on the show. Email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com or call our hotline at 908-514-4470. Find out what all the suck is about. right now i can just play it just play it right now let's just go yeah. right in the, get you yeah, get an action jackson mood right now which could you uh, don't. all right play a little action jackson <laughs> all right this is a short trailer so i'm not even gonna mute you so just shut up all fine <laughs> all right well if we tell you about action jackson you promise not to go befouling our patrol car there's been a lot of talk about Sergeant Jericho Jackson. Some say that some researchers at NASA created him to be the first man to walk on the moon without a spacesuit. Harvard Law degree. Your old partner seems to be some kind of magnet for trouble. He wouldn't have it any other way. But forget everything you've heard. Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. Because action speaks louder than words. Chill out. Why do they call you action? Whip! Not to catch a cat. Now I got you. <laughs> one big fella. This is Action Jackson. I bet you make a good living at this, don't you? Some action. Yabby dabby doo. One. Two. Three. Go! If I was to hit you a dick, you'd probably slam my little body right through that wall. I was thinking about it. Carl Weathers is Action Jackson, and action is on the way. Mark it on your calendar. That day is coming. <laughs> and it abruptly ends because the best trailer I could get was some shitty VHS trailer. <laughs> uh and i think they used three three one-liners i guess these were all one-liners that schwarzenegger said i am not doing that <laughs> and carl's you know, like i'll fucking do it i don't care you notice that too oh yeah <laughs> cool well, it 
the basic setup. Okay, give the basic plot setup for here. We get- uh, all right. The basic setup is Carl Weathers, Action Jackson. He Jericho. Jericho Jackson. Jackson. He's been stripped of his lieutenant uh, title because of uh, Craig T. Nelson's character, Peter Delafane. He put his son away for being, uh, I guess, a child molester or a deviant yep, pervert, something like that. Kid toucher. Kid toucher. And it's been two years. So he lost his he lost his rank, he lost his wife, he lost his house. <laughs> that that was that was set up in the five minute uh, backstory in the in the lieutenant's office or That's not right. the lieutenant the detect uh, the, the captain captain thank you the captain's captain office armbuster or <laughs> his name was either armbuster or bust busterer or something like that it's just a take on armbuster it's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's asked to go represent the Detroit Police Department at Arm Peter Delafine's. Brewster. Arm, Arm Brewster. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's asked to represent the Detroit Police Department at one of Delafine's functions. So th- there he meets uh, Sharon Stone and her her character is introduced. But the gist of everything is that Delafine is killing off u- uh, union workers or the head of the union. AWA, yeah. Right, so that he could slowly put himself in power so that he could right. then therefore uh, make some pretty powerful decisions down the line, including possibly the next president of the United States. So he, so he, it's all it's all a big power play. So he uh, so Action Jackson clues into it. Hilarity ensues. The end. Now, <laughs> all, all the logic of the uh, captain here. Uh-huh. Uh, you busted this man's son two years ago. You nearly ripped off his arm. He had he a had spare. A spare. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! You know what's he funny? He says it angrily too. He had a spare. That's right. He had a spare. And so, Bill Duke, who is a Schwarzenegger favorite, or he was in um, uh, oh shit, what the hell was the movie, the one where they kidnap his daughter uh, with Alyssa Commando. Commando. He was the like the main villain and one of the main villains in Commando. Get off some steam. Yeah, it's like all the one-liners that's like I really said, the one-liners that Schwarzenegger didn't want to use, they just gave it to Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes, they did. Now, I have other things in here, and we'll get to it. Well, hang on, we're still talking it, about the plot. No, 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 I know, but it's just what? funny, the little things that I noticed. You know? Like what? I mean, well, like, did you notice, and, and this is just something I did, uh, after about 10 or 15 minutes, I noticed... That they had an unusual, a, a large amount of extras that oh, yeah. would that would look directly at the camera, where it would almost be like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to be in this movie? Sure. Okay, wear these sunglasses and walk down the street. What? <laughs> no, no. I, I or like when they're walking out of the the underground bar, there's just some dude walking in, and he just gives Action Jackson a quick glance, and then that's it. Even and, I, and I started marking down how many I saw, and I lost track. I saw I have nine cameo appearances that were deliberate just to get someone on the screen to say, hey, I was in Action Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, all these guys that are looking at the camera when they when they walk by, it's, it's not even that they just grabbed extras and threw them on. It's like, okay, set the camera up here and we'll film. Right. And that, and so there are actually people walking by with their filming. Hey, is that a camera? <laughs> and and that and the other thing that I noticed is they have half the cast of Predator and Die Hard in this movie. Die Hard, yes, I listed that. There's, there's three people from Die Hard in this. Yes, there is. Yes, there now, is. 
Well, the, and uh, I have the, them marked down too. The newscaster. Uh, you have Robert Davy. The well, the, the that makes four actually. You really? have the yeah the woman newscaster. Was in the beginning as the uh, secretary, right. who's not sleeping um, with her boss. So that's weird. Then you have Robert Davy, who was uh, he played Tony Moretti or something like that. Um, then you have the the, hey. the valet uh, kid that drove the limo in Die Hard. Yeah, he was. That's the one I missed. He was in this too. The valet. Right. And uh, what Chester, right? Yes. Yeah, Chester. Get some mama bears up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one that you don't know. No, that I noticed I immediately. One. The guy in Die Hard that gets put behind the desk that he's watching, I think it's a football game oh. or a basketball game. Yeah, him. Yeah, that's four. That's four people from Die Hard. Now, Robert Davies, which one is he? He plays the FBI guy. Oh, that's right. You're missing one. There's five. There's five? Mustache Asian guy that eats the candy bar behind the uh, counter. He was in Die Hard? Yes, he's the mustache Asian guy. He's in every mar- he's in like every action film in the eighties. No, 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 I know that. I know that. He's, he's the one that eats the candy bar like while they're waiting Genghis for the SWAT Khan team. And Bill and Ted. Um, Remember that? They're waiting, they're waiting for the SWAT team to come, and the one guy's behind the, the the concession stand, and he eats the candy bar. Yes, that's it's the fi- mustache Asian guy. Five five people from Die Hard in this fucking thing. We both missed them. That's how many there were. <laughs> And Die Hard was released later in the year. This was released February of uh, 1988. And then <laughs> Die Hard was released sometime around Christmas, I think. November think, or December. Do you think they shot this one, like, like literally, like, like with the B-camera crew? Maybe. But, uh, all right, you know, quick. We're, 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 filming, we're filming the night scenes for Die Hard. Then let's just take the camera and shoot five scenes for Action Jackson and come back. <laughs> Before they notice it's missing. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh. oh my god. Yeah, so there's a ton of people from Die Hard in this fucking thing. I totally forgot Robert Davies was the FBI guy. Because yeah. all, all I could think of He's was... just like, Nam. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I think was, I was 10. I was in high school, asshole. I was in high school, asshole. No, middle school. Middle school. Was, I was in middle school, asshole. My problem is, every time I see Robert Davies, all I think of is the Fratellis. Oh god, yeah. Basta la vida. And who, how many com- uh, uh, commando guys? A predator. Predator, I mean, oh, predator, yeah, okay, predator. Uh, well, the director, the director is a stunt was a stuntman for Predator, and the captain was in it, right? Right, he was the guy um, shaving shaving himself where he cuts himself. And he's right. one of those crazy. Um, then you got um, Carl. Who? Carl. Carl. Oh, yeah, right. Carl Weathers. <laughs> who? Action Jackson, <laughs> sir. And then you have uh, near. Not near the end, but I'd say within a half an hour left, the junkie that was shooting up Vanity. Who was he? He was the guy that uh, stripped naked and just had the knife screaming into the woods and then the The predator kills him. Yeah, the Indian guy. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, he was the one that says, oh, you're Action Jackson? This is going to be easier than I thought. That guy, he was also in Predator. Oh, good eye, sir. I did not not mark him as the Indian from Predator. Wow. Thank you very much. Uh, he he also did a porno in the seventies. Really? Yeah. Been trying to see it ever since I heard he did one, but I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I would keep I would keep that between. He's you a, and he admitted sir. to it and everything. No recording this, sir. No, I know. <laughs> I think he went on record to say, "Yeah, it was something I did." What are you gonna do? <laughs> I think Herman Cain said the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Touch it or you're fired. I saw a little bit of those uh, the 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 debates. 
where uh, Perry no, just we, had a brain we even, fart. We can't even. We can't even do it. Can't even no, do no, it. I know, I know. Right, but I just wanted you to know that I thought that was funny. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but you thought of me. I like that. Yeah. Um, the captain. I have to go back to the captain's logic. Okay. Axon Jackson, because of Mr. Uh, what's his name? Delafane. Delafane. Peter Delafane. Delafane. What a die. I, I know. I know. Uh, Action Jackson. Because of Dela, arresting Delafane's son, right? Uh, you hate him now. You lost your wife. You lost your house. You lost your your rank, and you have never recovered. It's been two years later. And you still hold a grudge. I'm sending you to meet with him personally, just so you can prove to me that you can you can handle it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny too? Um, just to get off the subject of uh, of like people that other people that I noticed in this film that I saw in other movies. You remember when Carl Weathers, when Action Jackson's at the party, and he's talking to the one old dude where he tells him that he thinks he's a greedy... Uh, he thinks Delahane is a greedy... Right, and he goes, yeah, that about sums it up. He's like like Mr. Fancy Dude. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. That's the grandfather from Weird Science. And the other he, guy... He, does, he doesn't take any baloney. I don't take any baloney. That I, guy. I don't remember him, but the, the, other, uh, black, the other guy with uh, Dino... Bite him, Dino! He was also in Weird Science. He was in the the bar scene. The bar scene. What? The girl with the, the with the big big titties. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you took that. In the family jewels. In the family jewels. That was what I was trying to think of. <laughs> Tell the man. Tell the man. <laughs> he's the he's the best part of Action Jackson when he's watching the Flintstones. He's like, bite him, Dino. Bite him, Dino. Bite him. Bite him. Dabba do. It's like there's a guy that gets into his cartoons, man. He's just, he's there. Yeah. He's enjoying that cartoon much more than I'm enjoying Action Jackson. Oh my god! Love the whole setup with her. Oh, just also Biff from uh, yeah. Thomas F. Wilson from uh, Back to the Future is in it. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying he's gonna. When are you gonna call this guy Butthead? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking the whole time. Please call this guy Butthead. Please. Action, would you make like a leaf and get out of here? <laughs> oh. Now, now, can we can we talk about this 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 uh, '80s hairband turned um, turned uh, the, uh, soldiers of fortune? Yeah, dude, that one <laughs> the one blonde guy with the fucking hair metal hair. <laughs> Holy is, Jesus! Is he anybody, or are they just no? Right? No, I don't think he is anybody. I've never seen him before. Never <laughs> seen. I mean, I could look him up real quick, but I've never seen that guy before. The opening, the opening scenes are like, okay, are, he's being attacked by ninjas. What the hell is this? And you know what's funny too? If I even if I'm looking him up, uh, his headshot ain't gonna look like it did from 1988. <laughs> so it's gonna be even harder to find this fucking guy. It, 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 these ninjas are attacking him, and then and they're not even covering like their faces. And then when they show them in the in the hallway with the, the smoke, it's it's right. literally like a boy band poster or a hair band poster. Oh yeah! Oh it's, yeah! This guy's being attacked by like Motley Crue. What the fuck? Motley Crue. <laughs> oh my God! What would his name even be? Just Thug One. I. <laughs> well, he was the, the Invisible Men. Invisible Men. Well, they're, talk, not, they're not gonna have. They're not gonna be, have them in there. Yeah, they, are, they were called. No, no, no. I mean, they'll have them in here, but they're not gonna be. Uh, their casting name is not gonna be Invisible Men. Yes, it will be. That's what they were. Invisible uh, Men. I don't think so. And, and, and talk, talk about... Oh, did you also see James Liu was in it, too? Who? James Liu. The uh, martial arts guy. They had to show Craig D. Nelson how ba- much of a badass ass. he was. Yeah, he had yeah. to kick some martial arts expert's ass. That's uh-huh. the dude from Exterminators. Oh, that's right. He's the ninja in Exterminators. Yeah. 
<laughs> the the ninja some, that just comes out of nowhere. This is like like ev- people from every bad movie of the eighties got together and said, "Let's just do one more." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, the the guy that, at the party, the the doesn't the, the guy that doesn't take baloney. His uh, real name is Iver, Iver Barry, and they have him cast as stuffy old guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense to me, sir. He doesn't take any baloney. Yep, he was in Weird Science, To Be or Not To Be. The Absent-Minded Waiter? Oh, God. Uh, No, I can't find them anywhere. They must have had, like... They must have had, like, names. Like, there's a guy in here named Gamble and Thaw and Shaker. So they they must have had, like, those kind of names. Because there's Dennis Hayden. Oh. Who I thought was Tom Waits for half a second. Yeah. Well, Dennis Hayden's the one from uh, Die Hard. He He was in Die Hard, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, not. I thought he was like a Huey Lewis ripoff. <laughs> he does. He does look like a young a Huey Lewis. If they made a movie about Huey Lewis's life, they'd have to get that guy, but only in 1988. If if Huey Lewis had had become an action star, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he would have looked like. <laughs> uh, there's another guy named David Glenn Isley. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's him, but there's no headshot. But uh, he's done stuff. His you know, first thing, the first thing he ever did was Action Jackson, and he's done all the way to voiceover stuff for Square uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, I mean that's a step <laughs> up. Now, we're, now we're talking about all these peripheral characters, and we're, yeah, we're avoiding we're avoiding Carl Weathers, who this was <laughs> this was this this, this was his big break. This was like okay, it, here's your lead action film. That's right. It really was his really big break. Now, how and, how sad is that? <laughs> Yeah, looking at Carl Weathers' career, just looking at his... I mean, he's been active, but just going by Action Jackson alone. Um, he never really did anything else where he was a major... Like, I mean, he was always supporting. Happy Gilmore. But he was always supporting. <laughs> always supporting. He's yeah. never been a leading man again. No, that was pretty much the beginning and the end of it. Yeah. That's That's sad. God, <laughs> and then Craig T. Nelson. Um, now, uh, I think this is the the closest I've ever seen Craig T. Nelson as a sexual being, and <laughs> I, and I'm not sure if that's if that's something we should have uh, um, should explore. Yes, I, I don't think that's healthy. I really don't. Now, how Craig come, T. What? How come they don't have uh, Carl Weathers as being in Arrested Development? Uh, I don't know. They don't have him listed as in there for that. It's kind of odd. I know he played Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. He played himself. Mm -hmm. But he kind of didn't because in Arrested Development, he played a... um, uh, He played a... Basically played a shyster. Okay. He's just just talking... uh, What's his face? Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway. Anyway. He talks him out of all of his money. Right. He's like on the bus. He goes, I only have $1,600 to get to Hollywood. Well, that's exactly how much I charge for acting lessons. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, it's a weird mix. Now, obviously, this is the last gasp of... Well, there uh, are no sex scenes with Craig T. Nelson. He's no, just said, around beautiful women the whole time. I say it comes closest to it. Well, with vanity, when he shoots her up, she gets well, topless. Yeah. But yeah. I love the one line, show, uh, show me two good reasons why I said that. Here's my tits. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. Now, now, it, it, this is obviously the last gasp of Hollywood to recreate the black exploitation cinema. 
I think so. Oh, it's, it's obvious. Um, and Craig T. Nelson is the ultimate white guy against the ultimate black guy, Carl Weathers. And yes. it's a nice... And the fact that his name is Delaplane, it almost sounds like cellophane to me. Dela, it's Delaplane, yeah. It's Delaplane, but it sounds like cellophane. Like, he's so white, he's clear. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Only you would put those two together. Well, here, here's one for you. Did I you notice that when what? you first meet Action Jackson, yeah, he's whiting out documents? <laughs> you freeze frame that when that kid spills the coffee on his desk? Right. You freeze frame that. Action Jackson has a bottle of whiteout in his hand. And I... the kid spills black coffee on his whiteout. <laughs> oh, God. Do you think that they were smart enough? I don't know. To, to, I think that was just a happy accident. But but how how that just sets up everything for this film <laughs> because it's it's the ultimate black exploitation. The only white people that really appear in this film are the rich old guys, mm-hmm. uh, the evil rich man that that kills his own wife. Well, even Craig T. Nelson near the end when they have uh, action. I'm, I'm Jackson. not done, sir. Oh, go ahead. I'm not done, sir. So go the, for it. You got the rich old guys, mm-hmm. the evil white guy that kills his wife, the invisible men. Again, right. white as ghosts, <laughs> and the uh, the although one of the invisible men's a black guy, yeah, one the <laughs> the rookie cop, the rookie white cop who can't even tell a joke, right? And who's an idiot, Butthead. and <laughs> and the and 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 the junkie. Every time someone gives drugs to the black woman, it's a white guy. Yeah. All right, and also look at the fact that the the the. Uh, her snatching black youth is redeemable, but the power the, the white power structure guys are not redeemable. They're a pure evil. I'm not saying any of this is wrong. Right. I'm just saying this is <laughs> this is like the this is the the last gasp of this the the whole pure black exploitation cinema unfolding before us. White out, know. sir. White out. I'm telling you that it was on purpose. Well, where I was going to go with the Craig D. Nelson thing was that uh, near the end of the film. When he when they have Carl Weathers or Action Jackson, uh, he's given the whole synopsis of how they're going to frame him, and he says, "You know, all of my guests think you all look the same anyway." Yeah. <laughs> like, that, wow. One of your henchmen's black. He's right there. <laughs> he's just big. saying. Well, and also let's not forget the fact that Carl Weathers is uh, is shirtless. Yep. And I'm he, surprised they didn't try to do that more often. And in chains. <laughs> There's no subtlety in this scene. No, I know. You're in chains, you're shirtless, and you all look alike. Did I mention your name's Kunta Kinte? <laughs> <laughs> There's no it's really this is by this point you you're beating it with the, the, the police baton. Repeat right, it. This exactly. is exactly <laughs> well, what did he say? We're gonna have ourselves a little barbecue. Well that's one of the lines. <laughs> well one the one when he escapes, he's like, How do you like your ribs? How do you like your ribs? If I wrote down every one-liner, that's all I'd have. All right, no, well, I wouldn't I, have any other notes. Which ones did I write down? Hang on, I wrote down some. Uh, oh, I got a bunch. I hold got, on, uh, I, I gotta catch a, I have to catch a cab. <laughs> I gotta catch a cab. They use like three of them in the, in the trailer, and it was only like a fifty-second trailer. Uh, what do I have here? He jumped I, the cab. He jumped the cab. I know. He jumped over it. He jumped over the cab. First, he jumps on it, then he jumps over it. <laughs> yeah. The candy, um, the candy glass windshield. It's enough of this. Smash. Wow, <laughs> shields really break when like a rock hits them. 
this is in, and this is in Detroit too, and they're showing these cars where you punch a windshield and it bursts into like little crystals. I think my favorite one-liner, or my favorite line, I should say, it's not a one-liner, but my favorite line in the whole movie is Craig T. Nelson's, uh, along with Vanity. Um, do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, she says, because uh, she does a little performance for him. He's pretty oh, much oh. the only person there. I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> she, says, she says to him, I, I'm no. I'm comfortable with this. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> she goes, I really expected a standing ovation. As he's still sitting down, he says, he, he says, you are getting one. You are. <laughs> no, what did he say? He goes, you're, 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 you're getting one. You're getting one. <laughs> okay, you have a boner. That's super. See, see, now, I don't think I'm comfortable with Craig T. Nelson openly <laughs> admitting to having an erection under the table as we're looking. No. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. This is not. I got uh, chill out. <laughs> Ch- chill out. Chill out. I got how do you like your ribs? How do you like your ribs? You nearly ripped his arm off. You had a spare. I got that one. <laughs> but you lose. Yeah. And it wasn't even like the, they weren't even playing a game or anything. It was just you lose. I know. It's, just, it's crazy. Now no, you're no. really pissing me off. Now you're really yeah. Now wait. Now here's the. They be- set that up earlier in the film. Yeah. Here, here here's the. Oh, and when he says that, they they, they snap into the the black exploitation music. Oh yeah. <laughs> now you're pissing me off. It's action time. If they had gone a little bit more with that, it would have been great. But yeah, they, I know. Now, did you also? Uh, well, no. Before I say that. Mm-hmm. Um, the best line out of the whole film, though, in retrospect... By who? Who it, said it? Action Jackson. Okay. When he's dealing with the junkie, and the junkie's saying shit to him, and he says... Which, which junkie? The, the Indian? The Indian, yeah. Okay. And and, the, he, he, and the, he says, like, fuck you or something, and then Action Jackson says, you write your own material? <laughs> so, dude, you just... you This is like, like t- 10 minutes after I have to catch a cab. You don't right. get to say that. You don't get to criticize him for saying "fuck you." Well, well, no, I know. And, and <laughs> who are you? Who are you to talk about bad dialogue, sir? Right. Well, you know, it's they they harp on on uh, a lot through the film that Action Jackson is supposed to be intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's still in this film. But he's really stupid. Like, for instance, when they go into that underground bar, and he's asking for uh, who, who? Papa Doc. Papa Doc. Papa Doc I, or Papa I, I want to Doc see a, or whatever it is. I need to see a movie about the origins of Papa Doc. This is the most interesting character in the film. We never meet him. No, I know. I need to we, meet. We like, meet his balls. We meet his balls, and <laughs> I would, I would like to meet him before he lost them. Right, and what I found funny is that he's supposed to be this really intelligent detective, Harvard Law graduate, and all that bullshit. Well, anyway, he's asking about Papa Doc, and he goes into this underground bar, and the guy says, "Yeah, come with me. I'll show." Him show you where he is, takes him into a room where it's just him and the other guy. Turns his back on him. Turns his back on him because he tells him that he's in the closet there, opens it up, sees balls in a jar, and he's like, what is this? And he goes, they're his balls. And he's like, and he starts laughing. Then gets fucking knocked out. <laughs> it's like, wow, you are fucking stupid. You know what, you know what it is, too? Look What's at it this that? way. <clears throat> he's smart. He's not street smart. Well, otherwise, he's supposed to be street smart. Uh, well, no, he's, he's Action to be, Jackson. He's supposed to be smart and tough. They never said he was street smart. That explains why he pa- he parked his his lovely car in an alley in a bad part of Detroit, and there right, was and they, they when strip it, it down. And then he surprised when it stripped. Yeah. <laughs> wow! How could this happen? 
do you live around here, sir? <laughs> you you seem to know crime very well, but the- do you know how much a 1966 Chevy, whatever it was, is worth? Paula, it's, like it's only 22 years old. It's not even a goddamn classic yet. <laughs> Fuck was, me. It was a convertible. That that's why. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, two more lines. What's uh, that? Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. Oh God. Did they dub that in last minute or what? <laughs> I they had to. Had to. And, and that guy, he's like, he's like, uh, Carl Weathers or Action Jackson. He says, uh, "How much do you weigh?" Two seventy. There's no way that dude was two seventy. <laughs> My left leg is two seventy. <laughs> no fucking way. That guy had sixteen rolls on the back of his neck. There's no way that guy was two seventy. Why are they padding that guy's weight? Two seventy. I, I mean, unless he was five foot four. There's no way he was two seventy. No. Hold, I forgot. There, no, there is a worse line in the film. What's that? When, when, in, in, in any kind of action film, hot, hotter, hottest. <laughs> hot. Which, for whatever hotter, reason, hottest. I haven't seen this movie in years. I always thought it was fast, faster, fastest, because he's in the car. I always remembered him driving it through the mansion, going really fast. Well, yeah. I don't know why. I just always thought it was fast, faster, fastest. But. When they showed the commercial, the yeah. really, really bad commercial for the for the the Haley. Yeah. Which was the worst thing for a car ever, um, and which they said was uh, a Camaro, like redressed up to look like a Ferrari. It still looked like shit. I don't care they what said, they did. Oh to yeah, it, it looked it terrible. Looked, it still looked like an economy car, um, but in the commercial they show it fly, like fly into the sky with like a, a, a like a with a comet tail behind yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. and and. And for some reason, it bothered me that you just didn't hear the voice voiceover at the end. Car doesn't actually fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think by law they have to put that in there. No, I know. Car does not fly. <laughs> well, it was like uh, it's like with anything now. There's always these uh, stunt stunt driver on closed course. Do not attempt. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go driving around a fucking mountain where the fucking dr- the road is 14 inches wide. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. It was like that guy that, uh, the, uh, if you remember back a, a few years ago, five, Uh-oh. six years ago, are with we, the Pepsi we, points. Are we going on a tangent here? Not really, but kind of. Where it's <laughs> it showed a fucking jet, and it said one million Pepsi points. Do you oh, remember yeah, this? A, not actually a prize. Well, the, well, they had to put that in after this fucker went and bought a million Pepsi points and demanded his jet. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's big. That's big. And then took them to court and lost. He lost? He lost. He shouldn't have lost. No, I know that. Oh, no, he shouldn't have lost, because that's, that's very serious. They got they really... Yeah. It uh-huh. said one million Pepsi points. So the guy actually went to the bank, because you could buy them. They, you were allowed to sure. buy the points. So he went to the bank, took out a loan, got one million Pepsi points. You get the idea. He got the Pepsi yeah. points. Yeah. And then he's like, demanded his jet. And they, obviously Pepsi says, yeah, no, we were kidding. And then later on... I'm surprised. Uh, they, I'm surprised they won that because in the past they've had problems like that. They had sure. they had the game where you would do the Pepsi, Pepsi. Uh, you they would have letters on the caps. This is back when they had bottles of Pepsi, right? With the metal caps, and if you could spell your whole name out, you won prizes. And so what oh. they would do, they you only had like three vowels in every like hundred cases or something, and they totally discounted the idea that Chinese people have names with no vowels in them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you had like like the last names NG that kind of stuff. So right. all these Chinese families were cashing these in for boatloads, and they they tried to, like to renege on it, and like no, you can't, <laughs> you can't. You set the rules. So they're really strict with that. I'm surprised yeah. he lost. No, they he did lose. Anyway, he did lose anyway. Anyway, if you're the star of an action film, mm-hmm. 
one line that should not have to come out of your mouth at any point in the film is I'm not queer. <laughs> you're either, man, I didn't see any action from you last night. You're either queer or you cop. Well, I ain't queer. queer. <laughs> no, Shaft never would have As said. As he's flexing his guns while he's tying his shoe. Yeah, you bring like, tickets to the gun show, bam, bam. Ladies and children, free. Wait, now, when the, the night before that, when after Vanity's been like trying to, to, to nail him repeatedly, right. and she just... Now, you know what? That's another thing. Well, hang on. If... If Vanity says, you want to fuck, you say yes. Well, what I was going to say was when she says, one last chance, want to fuck? Right. Shaft would have said yes. Of course he would have. Shaft would have plowed her all night and then kicked her out the next day. Although, it was and, 1988. And then there she was the whole fear of AIDS. No, nah, and then he would have said, close the door yourself, shitty. <laughs> shitty? It's, a, it's from Shaft. Close, I, 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 I never it. saw Shaft all the way through. Close it yourself, shitty. <laughs> when they even steal like when he, when he throw when the Indian goes through the window that's mm-hmm. right out of Shaft oh yeah Shaft threw, that was like one of the first well, the first half hour of the film Shaft just throws a guy out a window he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like man I don't uh, mess around I do not mess around but yeah no it's um yeah Vanity asks you if you want to have sex you just you say yes that's what you do well, Shaft would say yes. Of course he would have. Now, now Craig T. Nelson is mm-hmm. a rich guy. Yes, he's he is. He's got Sharon Stone for a wife. Mm-hmm. And also, here's the whole dynamic, too. The the white wife, she she wants action, Jackson. Oh, of course she does. She wants a little she wants a little chocolate. The black, the black and Craig T. Nelson wants a little chocolate, too, because he's got the black uh, junkie. Vanity, yep. The black junkie mistress. Ever, who, who doesn't like a little cream in their coffee? But the black junkie mistress wants action. Yeah, she does too. So they all want action. Vanilla? I think in a, in a in a in a real weird way, Craig T. Nelson wanted some action too. I, I think that, I think a lot of Craig T. Nelson's problems stem from wanting a little action. <laughs> Otherwise, why did he take his shirt off when they tied him up? They <laughs> <laughs> all, all look alike to me, and you know what? I, well, I, even when he says he's gonna fucking look- uh, uh, OD uh, vanity. And then Action Jackson, he like you know grabs the chains or with his wrist, and it's like he's flexing his muscle, and Craig T. Nelson almost caresses it. Yeah, and he and he just basically tells me he goes to save his energy or something for for later or some shit like that. Save the energy, save it. You're gonna need it. <clears throat> That's well, right. Well, even says like, oh, I'm gonna. She's an OD after I fuck her <laughs> one last time. That's right. Yeah, That's one last said. time, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> Yeah, I had some questions about that. Well, that was after he shoots Sharon Stone. He, like, kisses her corpse. He kisses her, like, now the loving starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the if, if guards gonna, walk in, gonna, and he's like, yeah, yeah the gun works fine. If you're going to make him evil, make him evil. <laughs> undressing her. Da, 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 da. Well, they did at some point. Well, yeah. Because they, they, they framed uh, Action Jackson for killing her, and she's naked. And and then Why did they have to make her naked? Well, they make it look like a sex crime. Yeah, well... Yeah, that, okay. makes, that makes sense. Now, dude, that's the one part of the film that's logical. Let's <laughs> argue there. Um, here's here's and you, what... And, and you got logical. to see Vanity's tits, and you got to see Sharon Stone's uh, tits as well. Both within five minutes. I know, of each other. He didn't paste the tits. It well, was, you know, it's, it they was were really trying tits. to... What? Right, they were really trying... To, I th- One of the things I noted, uh, as far as my notes go, was that they were really trying to uh, make Sharon Stone that sex symbol... Even in the in the eighties, oh yeah, they could they didn't accomplish it with uh, Quartermain, 
the legend of whatever no. that was, uh, the legend of Quartermain or Alan Quartermain, Quartermain in the City of Lost Gold. Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold. That's what it was. Thank you. Um, that was two years or three years prior to this. Uh-huh. And they've been trying to make her a sex symbol uh, since that, and they just they couldn't do it. It eventually happened in, guess what, a Schwarzenegger film. Right. <laughs> in Total Recall. But You think um, that's where it started? Really? Well, yeah, because then from there, Paul Verhoeven put her in Basic Instinct, and then it just really was off the chart. I, I think Basic Instinct would be the starting point, though, don't you? Well, I think it was they didn't really take notice of her until Total Recall because she was um, in bed with Schwarzenegger in the beginning of the film where you got to see like a part of her boobs and stuff like that. Right, I'll and give you that. I'll give there you was that. this whole sex, a sexual thing between her and Schwarzenegger and... You know, that whole thing. And then Paul Verhoeven was very taken with her, and he put her in Basic Instinct, and it was the whole crossing her legs thing. And then from that point on, yeah, she yeah. was just a sex symbol. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Um, but but my, my problem is it was uh, Vanity's tits, Sharon Stone's tits. It was like five minutes. It was like it was no pacing of the breasts. Mm -hmm. There all, really wasn't. We, we got, got it all in five-minute period. It's like you spread the nudity out a little bit. Your whole audience. Now now they're like they're 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 uh, – boobless for the rest right. of the film now right you don't get it again you get they literally give you in the first half hour they give you like a five minute section where they flash multiple breasts at you and then the rest of the film you're watching you're looking at carl weathers like oiled torso <laughs> this is not fair yeah, he comes out of that shower really shiny mm -hmm. <laughs> i brought your rat poison wow he's witty <laughs> he's witty why don't you just kill yourself i got your fix right here now, now craig t nelson's the rich man Rich mm -hmm. white man. Yes, so, of he course, was. he has a mistress. Of course. And, and of course, she's an, a singer or whatever. Why is he got? Why does he have to pick a junkie? Why is he shooting her up for her? Yeah, and and I, I, yeah. I don't think it's where you shoot up. Didn't he like, just like, stick it in her ribs or something? <laughs> or something. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Why does he pick a junkie in, can, in a time I, period where AIDS was running rampant? It's like, yeah, dummy, you don't do that. Well, she had her own needles. He was buying her needles. It's safe. Yeah, oh, right. but she, was, he, she was getting a fix from some Indian dude. Stop it. But when you, but when you, like, <laughs> don't tell me that. Well, that was after. That was after he let her go. She was desperate. She was desperate. Up and, until then, Craig T. Nelson was supplying her with, with fresh, like, you know, industrial grade hypodermics. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, he was doing that often, but she even says, you don't come see me uh, as much as you used to. You said you would see me more. Right, and he did. So, eh, I don't know. Was he, he just a, having it dropped a, off? Yeah, he had a supply in there. Come on, uh, she, she was set. Dude, she would have had, she would have had enough for the whole film if she hadn't left her purse back Well, there. all right, Let, let's put it this way. Let's say she did get all of her stuff from him. Yes. Okay. Let's say she runs out. I mean, we're going way beyond you, are, where wait, we should be going. You didn't take this much time to press the whole AIDS issue? Yeah, let's not. Let's forget I, it. I, I, I think you're... you're I, I'm just saying it's illogical. It's illogical because if he's not around, let's say he does supply her her junk, and he's not around, she's going to go anywhere and go get it. You're arguing the wrong point. It's, it's illogical that he would have a junkie as a mistress. Yes. Now, well, only, that's 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 what started this whole thing. Now, the only reason that's in there, of course, is because we have to show that it's the white man's fault that the that the uh, that there are black junkies. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just, but that's just the black exploitation angle. The okay. you know, it's the white man's fault. All the drugs that are involved are being given to them by white men. 
Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, but when he when he gives her an injection in that seed, it's almost just like I I can stick this anywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> just poke yeah, I don't in. do this shit. So yeah, I'm just gonna right here. I'll just poke this in. under the rib, right? To right the in the armpit. <laughs> That's a good spot. That won't hurt. Uh, yeah, and again, he's like he's laying on her. She's she's topless. I, I'm uncomfortable with Mr. Nelson in this position. Why wouldn't he have sex with her first? Because after she gets that shot, she's useless. I think that's. I think he likes them still. That's why with Sharon Stone, <laughs> after he shot her, he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little taste." Yeah. Okay. Maybe little, you're right. Give me a little taste. Maybe you're right. Obviously, he's an evil, evil man. Very evil. Yes. And oh, and, and so, yeah, Vanity's house. So after they find Sharon Stone dead at at uh, at yeah, that's ex- another thing. Apartment. He's supposed yeah. to be some smart detective, yet they go back to her fucking place. And and they're almost killed by an the explosion. answering. The answering oh, right. machine bomb. What's an answering machine bomb? Uh, <laughs> I thought Wait. he was supposed to be some smart guy. He's like, you know what? Maybe we'll go to a hotel. Maybe he should have did that in the first fucking place. <laughs> He's like, don't turn any lights on or anything. Why? There might be a bomb. So what? Then why are you? Why are you here? And yeah, right. How, and how does it? Well, and also this is the logic of the the Invisible Men. Right. Dumbest name for a hit squad ever. Yeah, I know. By the way, um. So like they, they they play the whole cat and mouse thing with the guy in the uh, in the opening sequence in the office building. That's right. Right. Uh, then they get onto the boat, kill all his bodyguards, and then handcuff him to a, a briefcase with a bomb in it with ten seconds left on it. Instead of yeah. just putting a bomb on the boat and leaving. Yeah. And the and the bomb blew that boat to like matchsticks, so they could have just like tossed it into the back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like instead we hold this whole dog and pony show. No, yeah, perfect example. You're right. And and then, but like they just had to show how menacing they were in some right. way. So then they rig an answering machine bomb at her house, which means if someone calls and the answering machine picks up, it'll go off. <laughs> which, which so how are they guaranteeing she's going to be there when the answering machine picks up? Because that's what they do is they pick up when you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have then we have the black man in sunglasses, right? Who uh, tr- who uh, was supposed to dress up like Action Jackson near the end, and I don't know how they were going to pull that off. <laughs> That's why they don't even show him. He's got a twelve pack, and this guy's not anywhere near that. <laughs> but so he he does the old oh I'm going to hit her with a taxi cab because no one will be able to trace that. Right. And then the 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 FedEx guy. Yeah. <laughs> Delivery for Mister Dead. Yeah. What? Oh, and they said that was a suicide. Yeah, what? Most, it's most COD. COD. Cause of death. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So, but, he shoots him square in the chest. Yeah, he committed suicide by, by pointing the barrel right into his chest. Yep. Because yeah, that, that's, that's a good way to go. Even Detroit cops aren't that bad. <laughs> but literally, his, his big plan for killing this guy in his apartment is a telegram. Yeah, and Robert Davey comes to the door. He hasn't slept in, what, days, and he's just, like, you know, cautious at every turn and paranoid, and he answers the door for a package. No, no. Were you even expecting a package? No, no, you're missing. He didn't answer the door. He's sitting there, and the door swings open. There's the the FedEx guy. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, the door's just slowly swung open. He looks around, and there's the FedEx guy there. Package for Davies, or whoever his name is. (laughs) Moretti. (laughs) Package for Moretti. <laughs> oh wow! I was totally expecting this. <laughs> who who was sending me a package? I'm. This is. 
How nice. You know, I really wasn't expecting one, but this is a nice gesture, whoever this person is. The, the 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 big the big black bodyguard that dives down and saves Action Jackson when he's ah, hello I'm Mr. Red that's yeah. the most logical scene in the whole film <laughs> I totally buy it he jumps out of nowhere doesn't break both both knees when he j- falls down and then <laughs> like immediately like just sprays the the guy with the uh yeah <laughs> you call for a paint job <laughs> <laughs> and then and then melts the chains off of Action Jackson's hand with that low flame. <laughs> You know, now, there's no trivia. There's no trivia for this film. But I wouldn't be surprised if they offered this to Schwarzenegger and he said, no way. I, I have a, I have another theory that I think this, makes much this more has, sense. This has too many one-liners. No, no, no. My theory makes much more sense. Go ahead. I'm convinced this film was originally written for Mr. T. Oh, you think so? Think about it. It makes, you know what's funny about that? Mr. The director yeah. also did stunt work for the A-Team. I'm telling you, put Mr. T in every situation in this film. Here, here's one scene that does not work for Carl Weathers, but does work for Mr. T. I what's mean, l- look at the fact that they're, they're saying, oh, we take all the ki- we take all the young ne'er-do-wells to this, guy, this captain. He helps them. That's what Mr. T did. It was always like, oh, I'm going to help the children. That's right. Mr. T. The scene where, where after Papa Doc thing, where they're going to cut his balls off, and then Vanity comes in and goes, oh, that's my brother. He's a he's a religious nut. He thinks he's a preacher. And, and Carl Weathers does the worst like comedy preacher oh, routine yeah. ever. Now, Mr., imagine Mr. T doing the same thing. Hilarious, right? Hilarious. I'm sure. telling you, this thing was written for Mr. He doesn't sleep with the girl. That's Mr. T. And considering that... Carl, uh, Weathers, Carl Weathers sleeps with the girl. Mr. T said, no, no, I'm saving it. And considering that Mr. T... And Carl Weathers worked on Rocky Three not more than what three four years earlier. Exactly. Four year no. When did they do eighty three? So it's like five years earlier. Why I'm, the hell not? I'm telling you, this was a Mr. T film, and then they it, and then he either turned it down or wasn't going to do it. It's the anti drug message. It's the save the kids message. Everything right. about this film is Mr. T. Dude, tell me I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think I'm dead right. <laughs> Dead right, and then you they made it. You made a very good point, and I and I, I guarantee the only thing that changed really was I, I bet you Delaplane was something else besides a car dealer, and that the whole union thing was just different. Right. I bet you it was much. I bet you it just had to do with drugs, and it was simply you know you know the drugs on the streets got to keep the kids away from the drugs and all that, and then they th- the whole sex thing uh, with Sharon Stone and Vanity that was thrown in later. I yeah probably yeah yeah I can't find any trivia for this anywhere. No, dude, dude, I will put good money on it. Oh, this, wait, here's some trivia. This was Mr. T's film. The only trivia that's here, uh, the car scene at the mansion, uh, yeah, they said it's a Pontiac Fiero yeah. with body effects to make it look like a Ferrari. Then it says the other one. Before Tony is killed by the fake shipping and handler, he's told it's COD. This can have two meanings, cash on delivery or cause of death. Mm-hmm. That's the only trivia they have for the movie. Oh, speaking of Die Hard, uh-huh. did, did you notice that throughout the film, at least two or three times, they stole the musical cue from like Lethal Weapon? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. And I was looking that up too to see if uh, the composer for the film also did Lethal Weapon. Oh, they just fucking ripped it off. I I kept wait whenever they did that. I, I wait for Carl Weather to turn around like Danny Glover standing behind him. So what do you think you're doing? What do you think <laughs> you're doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Original music, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> wow. Hey, now, you mentioned the, the martial arts scene with Craig T. Nelson. And the other guy, yeah. Did you Michael buy that? Kamen. 
Oh fuck! Did you buy that at all? Michael Kamen, yeah, the the guy that did the music did do Lethal Weapon. Well, there you go. And he did Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I told you again. We're all he did. He did all the diehards, actually. It's it's literally they shot this film while they were making every other action film in the eighties. It is like just I was to go over here and do this for a scene for a day. Jesus Christ! Um, uh, did, did you buy the whole Craig T. Delson as martial artist? No. I, I love it at the end after he beats up the the uh, what's his name? Jason Liu. Jason Liu, and like he's he's crouched in like that pose, and he's got the, just a slight paunch. Uh huh. Not not major. I'm not saying he's sloppy, but it was enough where it was like, no, nah, you're not kicking his ass. Because one, Sorry, of, one, dude. Of, you, one it, of you is it ain't wearing, happening. yeah, one of you is wearing skin tight clothing, and it's not the one who's yeah. who's going to supposed to be losing this fight. <laughs> yeah, the guy is wearing uh, sweatpants and a sweatshirt that says the name of his company on it. Yeah, <laughs> like a polo. You no, you no one has ever won a martial arts fight wearing a polo shirt. That's right. just a fact. Yeah, no, and 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 the fight between because they both put their guns down because they're both uh, pointing their guns at each other, and Carl Weathers is. Just like, well, let's fight like men. And Car- Craig T. Nelson's like, yeah, I'm a fucking triple black belt. Why not? <laughs> oh, wait. And the other thing that happened, and remember uh, Mr. Invisible Man, the black yeah. Invisible Man, uh, with the taxi cab? He pulls the gun. He's like, yeah. you don't shoot me. You drown me. You come and get me. You don't shoot me. And this 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 ex- this, this professional hitman says, says, yeah, I'm going to hit him with a car instead. Okay. Yeah. And then he jumps the car. <laughs> he jumps the car, and then Mister Invisible Man is so shocked <laughs> that he manages to to lose control of the car and hit the building that he saw. Drives into a building. That yeah, was, flies that, actually flies into a building, and, and then lives to tell the tale. I rewound it just to make sure the building was still there when Action Jackson was yelling at him. <laughs> it didn't just appear; it was still th- it was there before, so it wasn't oh, yeah. a, it wasn't a surprise. I, I, I don't even know what did he hit to have him leap. The car, like that. Another car. Was it another car? Cars do that. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it fucking looked like was, a springboard to it me. It was probably a Halley. Because those, those things fly. Yeah. Does it actually fly? <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss anything else? I don't think so. Oh, I think, oh. I think we stripped this one clean. This is Detroit City, right? It's Detroit, yeah. But, or Detroit. Uh, when, 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 when Craig T. Nelson's giving Vanity the drugs... I was like, right. he's hooking her on Nuke. <laughs> nuke! <laughs> uh, I think I wrote on the blog that it, it, they didn't need a RoboCop. Instead, Action's right. the oh no cop is an oh hey. no he didn't. Yeah, it's like, uh, t- t- tone it down. My, my, my teeth are floating. <laughs> <laughs> and even later, she says, I feel like my teeth are hollow. See, it's Nuke! Yeah, exactly. But what did what did he say? He goes, yeah, I, I've heard of that before. It's called love. It's called yeah. She's describing the way through withdrawals. It's called love. Yeah. Like, were you married before? Yeah, once. I'm she not. She left me two years ago. But I'm hey. not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna. St- nothing. But I, <laughs> I got I got nothing else. No, I was just gonna say. He's like, yeah, she left me. It was two years ago. And then he's like proceeds to tell his whole life story about how he lost the lieutenant position and. Delafane is the cause and his son and all that bullshit. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're a fucking complainer, aren't you? But I ain't no queer. But I ain't no queer. <laughs> and they got away with that in the 80s. Which I was like, that was a weird moment, too. I was like, wow, that, that just really was kind of harsh. Right. You know, I was like, I'm queer. 
What? Well, you know, uh, before we before we end, it's just like at the end of the film, he kills the bad guy. He gets the girl. Wait, 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 wait! Spoiler what? alert. What? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> He's 25 years old. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, kills the bad guy. Gets the girl. Captain comes in, sees the mess, and says, "Well, I expect a full report on my desk in the morning." Carl Weathers in the morning, and he's like, "Yeah, Lieutenant," and he's like, "Well, damn." <laughs> but he hasn't been a lieutenant for two years. You're trying to tell me that the Detroit, or at least that department, has not had a lieutenant for two years? That he can just be reinstated he, in uh, ten seconds? He, well, I think they're allowed more than one. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think I think you're allowed more than one lieutenant. I thought it was one lieutenant, one captain, and then sergeants. I, you, ha- you can have a few detectives. You hey, have a whole bunch. All I know is he got his badge back. Faster than Riggs and Murphy got their back. That's right. Uh, they didn't but have, and just, he didn't have to break. He didn't have to like to solve like you know international drug dealers or anything. All he did was like kill a car manufacturer. Well, first of all, I don't think you can be reinstated that quick without some sort of a vote. Yeah, because even though he's the captain, he still has to answer to somebody. See again, this this is right after he drove the car into the house. Right. And, the, and then had the martial arts fight with Craig T. Nelson, and this uh-huh. is the part that's bothering you. <laughs> hey, it's the end of the goddamn movie. Oh, and 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 vanity. And she's like, "Hey, I, I quit cold turkey." I was the say, fuck you did. <laughs> I quit heroin cold turkey. <laughs> you could have me at Thanksgiving. What? Who wrote that line? <laughs> the, the same person that wrote, "How do you like your ribs?" <laughs> then out. they then the next shot, the transition is someone cooking ribs on a grill. Well, yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Not really. <laughs> uh, speaking of ribs, I think we picked this one dry. Yeah. I think we did. Um, it was so fun. I, no, it was fun. This is a, a, this was definitely a fun And one. I told you before, this is the only this is the only film I ever walked out on in a, th- in a theater when I saw this. Oh, way back that, you know, it, I think your friends were mis- just misunderstood the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did so you, do you have a do you have a movie challenge for me? Oh yes, I do. All right, you now, want to tell me what you didn't challenge me to, though? No, you know why? Why is that? Because I knew what I was going to challenge you to the minute you challenged me this. Oh really? Yes. The All min- right, I have to try. I have to try and guess then. The minute you said Action Jackson, I was like, Oh, I have an in. I've been dying to challenge to this for months. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to write it down. Well, I, I'll remember it, but. All right. And you're uh. not. You can't guess. I can't guess, can't or you guess. won't let me guess. You no, know, you're not going to be able to guess. I'm not going to be able to. All right, let's. I'm. I'm intrigued now. Okay, what you want to take a guess of what the connection is going to be? You got to yeah. The connection. I'm not going to know what the connection is. Take a wild stab. I mean, it could be anything. Take a wild stab. Is it Carl Weathers? It's not an actor. It's not an actor. No. Uh, so is it? Um, is it director? No. No. Oh, my God. Screenwriter. No. So it's not an actor. It's not a director. It's not the screenwriter. It's a bit more open than that. Composer? Cinematographer? How about black exploitation? Black exploitation. Okay, you're taking concept. Okay. Yes. I'm oh. taking genre. Genre. Oh, what the hell could it be? You can't guess it. I'm just going to give you... Yeah, I probably can't guess I'm it. I'm going to give you the description off of Netflix. 
Okay. And it's on streaming, so this is an easy one to catch. Oh, nice. So this can actually this could even be like a, a secondary streaming thing, but uh, <clears throat> Ike Glenn Turman takes part in a hip. <laughs> Ike takes part in a hypnotist's nightclub act one night, but gets more than he bargained for when he's possessed by the spirit of a vengeful 1940s mobster named JD. With JD's restless soul on a mission to get payback for his own murder. The only person who can stop his killing spree is one of his targets, the reformed thug turned preacher, Reverend Bliss, played by Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, God. J.D.'s Revenge. J.D.'s Revenge. Yes. I don't think I've even ever heard of it. This is the best film ever. (laughs) (laughs) What year is that? Obviously, it's 70s. 1976. Lou Gossett's in it. The year of my birth. Lou Gossett. Luke gots it. And, oh my God. And uh, there, there's one, and just to look, just so you know that one commercial that we'd have that we play for movie sectastic. Yeah. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. That's from <laughs> that, JD, that's from JD's Revenge. That's from this movie. And it's probably one of the. Speaking of Craig T. Nelson making you uncomfortable, this is like some of the creepiest sex scenes ever. <laughs> oh my God! Are you kidding? <laughs> I've been oh, dying to make. Sh- you I'm look. This. I'm looking at the cover of this. Wow. I've been dying to make you watch this. I've been oh dying my... to talk about it. God. <laughs> Somebody on uh, IMDb gave it ten out of ten stars. It's this. This movie is a collector's item, in my opinion. Dude, it. It. You know what? Maybe I'd... I'll. Maybe I'll save that for when we review it. I'll read it. I'd give it ten stars, honestly, because it's it's bad, but it's so good. It's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love it. A docile black law student is possessed by a 1940s mobster in the mid in mid 1970s New Orleans. The mobster seeks revenge upon the people who killed him and his sister. Oh boy. That was his sister? That's what it says here, him and his sister. Wow. I got to rewatch it. It's a little Obviously. confusing in some parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's You know it's funny they have a uh, the cover of the DVD and the company or the production company that put it out is called Soul Cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of the ones that doing all the black exploitation stuff. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've been dying. Thank, thank you for. That's why. That's why when you said Action Jackson, I was so thrilled. Oh. As inebriated as I was on home homemade wine, e- even then I was like, in the back of my head was, I can finally challenge him to JD's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the top of my list for a while. This You're, might be hard uh, to pick a. a, a a film for you? No. Like out of the out of the actors that are in here, Lou gots it. Yeah, maybe. Well, you've I don't got know. you've got the theme of. What soul. am I going to challenge you to? Iron Eagle. Dude, well, again, you think outside the box. You've got someone being possessed by a ghost. There's your theme. Oh yeah. Uh, you've yeah. got revenge story. Okay. You know, you've got a young black law student. Come on, there's the uh, I get, No, no, I get, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You get you get too hung up on the actor director thing. You gotta you gotta you gotta. I I don't know why, but I'm I'm a very big fan of a direct connection. You know why? Because you're you're a name and date person. I'm a concept, yeah. I'm a concept yeah. guy. I think you're right. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I think you're right. But don't, don't right, But don't worry, cool. Joey. Joey. Yeah. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So where do you want to go from here? I want to go. Well, do you want to do? Uh, we haven't done a reading from the 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 terrible, uh, game? terrible game in a while. Where did I put my copy of the terrible game? I just had it. 
I thought you were supposed to go get it. I did, and I had it, and now I can't find it. Uh oh. It's it's somewhere. It's somewhere here because I had it in my All right, hand. How about I go? I take a break. You should take a break. I'll take a break, uh-huh. and when we come back, we'll do the terrible game. If I can find it. If you can find it. What the hell happened to this? All right, we're gonna take a break. All right. Are you home alone tonight? The name? Got no one to cuddle. Urgent, urgent for some connection. Don't worry, Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in, movie sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. Did you know that you can listen to Movie Sucktastic all over the internet? In places like iTunes, Podfeed, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pup, the Zoom Marketplace, and more. And you can listen to us at our very own website at moviesucktastic.com. We want you to be a part of the show, so let us know where you're listening from. You can email us at themovieguys@moviesucktastic.com, or call our hotline and leave us a message at 908-514-4470. So come on and be a part of the movement that is Movie Sucktastic. Find out what all the suck is about. commercials in there i got your right um your voicemail one where he says don't worry daddy ain't gonna hurt you that's right <laughs> i think i timed that pretty good you just got done talking about it <laughs> i cannot wait sir next oh, ep- it's gonna be good next episode be good. best episode ever i swear you never know it just might be now we haven't done this in a while so we're gonna do we, we really haven't another reading from the terrible game let me get this music gone. Which, right, good, for those gone. joining us uh, in mid, well, chapter, page 10, uh, mm-hmm. in reading, this is uh, excerpts from the book by from which the film Gymkata was based on. Right. Now, I totally if said, you want to read a little extra tonight, you can, because we're only at an hour and 32 minutes. I found just where I want to... 34 minutes. I found just where I want to stop. Okay. Uh, we could do like a whole page, I think. And uh, there might be a slight overlap, because I think I know where we stopped. It's been a while. Okay. But I think we ended with, uh, that's why, Jonathan, the pants are leather, and that's why they are tied on with three sets of rawhide thongs. So I, I think <laughs> that's where we're starting. <clears throat> All right. So just let me know when you need music. I think we should uh, start. Yes, go ahead. All right. You're good. From Dan Tyler Moore, The Terrible Game. They went into the living room and sat down. What's next on the list? 
Jonathan had already memorized it. An hour of Turkish hour of Turkish conversation, he said. He was delighted at the swiftness in which they were speaking at the end of an hour. Once he got his gears really shifted to Turkish, things went almost as smoothly as if they were speaking English. Just as he was beginning to get tired of just sitting and talking, his father got up and led him the way to the walled garden where they used to play croquet before his mother died. On the stone bench was a brass kettle with a long curved spout. His father picked it up and poured an oily yellow liquid over his body. Jonathan sniffed. Olive oil. <laughs> his father put down the kettle and spread it over himself with his hands. To make the body slippery and hard to grasp, cover yourself thoroughly or you won't stand a chance. It's an old Turkish wrestling trick. They crouched facing it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they crouched facing each other in the center of the plot of grass. Their arms were outstretched, hands open. Despite his father's size, Jonathan was confident. He knew he was stronger for his age and very quick. It had been no trouble at all making the Yale wrestling team and then winning the intercollegiates. The coach said he was a shoo-in for the Olympics next year. He grinned at his father and decided to try a hip throw. He lowered his arms. As he expected, his father ducked his head. Jonathan threw his right arm around his father's neck and locked his hands together. He tried to pull his father over his hip. Instantly, he knew he had lost. Had He had forgotten the olive oil. His locked arm slipped over his father's head with a plop. He scrambled off balance and fell to his knees, his back towards his father. Instantly, he felt himself grasped powerfully from behind and lifted into the air face up. The sun blinded him and he heard his father chuckle. Chest towards the sky. You lose, Jonathan. Jonathan was thankful when 10.30 came. There was a taste of blood and olive oil in his mouth and the whole universe smelled of olive oil. He felt completely exhausted. It was good to see that even his father was breathing heavily. Big patches were torn out of the carefully manicured lawn and it was shiny with olive oil. It gave him great satisfaction to see the oil on his father's body, streaked with perspiration and green grass stains, <laughs> with little spears of grass and leaves ground into the leather pants. Jonathan knew he had made a good showing against a much stronger and heavier opponent. After all, his father had been famous for years as an athlete. He felt a hand come down on his shoulder. You're a wonderful sparring partner, Jonathan. After a couple of weeks and a practice and a little firming up with the heavy weights, you'll give me, and most other people, a whale of a lot of trouble. <laughs> trouble at what? Jonathan asked, but his father had turned to go into the house. One more paragraph. I think this is worth it. Go ahead. It took five minutes of hard scrubbing under the shower to get the olive oil off his body and out of his hair. He never did get it out of his nose. They got dressed in their riding clothes and walked out to the barn. Jonathan's watch showed exactly 10.45 as they each mounted one of the fury, furry little ponies that the grooms were holding. Jonathan wondered why each pony had two men holding its bridle, with another standing on the opposite side as he mounted. The grooms were... Shut up. The grooms <laughs> were armed with heavy leather quirts. Jonathan noticed that they looked nervous. They seemed relieved once he was safely mounted. What the heck? He had ridden since he was five years old. They acted as if he was mounting a tiger. <laughs> and that ends this episode of The Terrible Game. Oh my god. <laughs> they really, really going with that olive oil. <laughs> they this has been not... a... Should we just rename this homoerotic theater? Or Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Ten pages Show in, and they're still talking about olive oil. 
Joey. Tossed salad. Olive oil. (laughs) Tossed salad. (laughs) What do you put on salad? Olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I I don't remember anything about olive oil or tossed salad or or mounting ponies in the... uh, Oh, in uh, Jimkata? Uh, yeah. You know, they left that part out. I know I had you when his father uh, grasped him powerfully from behind. <laughs> I'm supposed to compose myself. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I can't do that. You're reading, talking about them slathering themselves in olive oil. Toss well, we're, salad. We're on page 11 now, and I, I got the spot marked. We're good. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh. Oh. Oh my. Are we good? We're What's good. What's our runtime, sir? What's our runtime? Um, we're looking at an hour and forty minutes right now. Wow, we came in under two hours. I, I like I th- that. I think that's, that's a good, healthy episode. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been doubling up on movies we talk about, so it, it kind of helps to have only one this episode. Yeah, I mean, well, think of it this way: when we do two movies an episode, we're 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 always going two and a half hours. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, wish we, we had... always we just have a lot to talk about always. I wish we had more time because I got to tell you, I finally saw Thor. Ah, I did see that you posted that you saw Thor. Yeah, and I and and basically, I saw the trailer and said, "Okay, this looks stupid as hell." And mm-hmm. everybody I know, you, every other guy, have have seen it, Chris, and you said, "Oh, it was really yeah. good." Right? Yeah. You kept kept telling me to watch it. You're all insane. <laughs> it was a horrible film. <laughs> really. And I and I I don't want to go into it now because you know what we're gonna do then. What we're gonna have Chris as a special guest when we talk about Thor. We we have to because this was a dumbass movie. He doesn't need Skype. All he has to do is call the the phone number that we have, and I could patch him through that way. I, I say I say next episode we do uh, we 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 put your dance foo on the back burner. Next episode we do JD's revenge and Thor. And Thor because I. And Thor, and because I've got some major issues with Thor, I'll go back. I'll rewatch it and take notes this time. I just watched it casually, and I was like, "This is insane. I don't know what's wrong with you people." <laughs> I, I, All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Chris know tomorrow that uh, we're gonna be talking about Thor for the next episode, and that he needs to be a special guest. Yes, he does. So yes, he does. Right. Yes, he does. It'll be our Bushna episode. Make him watch Bushna. JD's Revenge too, and he can t- call in on that as well. He won't. He won't. You're right. <laughs> he won't. Dude, just tell me when you're talking with Thor. Yeah, just, just, no. just. No, you gotta call me first. What? No, we're in the middle of recording. I don't care. You gotta call me. <laughs> I don't call you. You call me. That's right. You know, he reminds right. me of you know you know the the, the Russian the, the guy that plays a Russian gangster in every film. Yeah. <laughs> That's Chris. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Except not menacing. Like if you took all the menace out of his character, that's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all it is is the pushy, pu- pushiness with the accent. None <laughs> of the menace. Like, I call you. All right, you call me. What's up? <laughs> Get a few drinks in Chris. He's a big teddy bear. The biggest yeah. teddy bear you'll ever meet. Seriously. Oh, he's great. He is. We used to call him the Red Skull in school. Oh, really? Oh, because his face was always yeah. red. Yeah. Well, he, he 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 after Jim, he would blush and he would blush not only his whole face but literally halfway down his chest. I like think his whole body would go red. That's he's Polish, dude. 
Yeah, no, but we we, we called him blonde the red hair, blue eyes. He's got almost zero pigment. This kid suntans in fifty degree weather. Yeah, or so bur- but he, I should say burns. Did I ever tell so you he, that? He what? he he comes over the house. It was fifty five degrees that day, cloudy, fifty five degrees. He comes to my house, burnt. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? Ha-? I was outside on a roof. It was fifty five today. Yeah, but you know, it was fifty five, dude. <laughs> no, no, no pigment. This case, he sizzles like a sausage. You want to hear a quick, quick Chris story? Well, on the it. record, Go for yeah. There was the one time I went to his house. It was late at night. Uh, okay. well, what what other time to... do you go? What? At what other time do you go? It was really late though. We're talking like midnight. Okay. I forget why I stopped by. Glenn was with me, and we stopped by, and we went, went down into the basement where he had his bedroom. And was he I, in his flesh-colored shorts? He was in his flesh-colored shorts, <laughs> and and we I, we were picking something up. I forget. And so we're talking and this that and that. So we go back up. He brings up, walks up with us upstairs. And we walk outside, and then I I reach in my my coat pocket like, oh shit, Chris, I left my car keys down in your bedroom. Can you go get them? Honestly, I left my car keys down there. So oh fine, you wait here, I'll go get them. He goes back in the house. The minute the door shuts, I reach in my other coat pocket. Oh, they're the car keys. <laughs> so I turned to Glenn and said, Glenn, let's get the hell out of here because he's gonna kill us. Because he's not going to believe I didn't do this. I, 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 he's going to think I did that on purpose. He's going to—he's not going to believe I'm just stupid. So we run to the car. We get in the car. We start it up, and we're just like we're booking. Now. I was like, just get so, here out of here. It's the worst thing you could have done. Right. It just implements you as doing it on purpose. Exactly. But I was like, I, if I stand here and try to explain, he's still not going to believe me. So let's just get out of here. and don't have to worry about explaining. Back out of the driveway, pull up the street, and there's Chris. Running at the car at full speed. He heard the car start, realized that we were fucking with him, even though we weren't. Ran up the front door and cut around because he knew we'd try to get away. And for literally like a split second, the, the flesh-colored shorts, dead of night, pale skin, headlights, I thought he had no pants on. <laughs> and and it was just, and I panicked. It was like, naked Chris is attacking us. <laughs> and I don't, I think it's a funny story just because it just, it, it I made think it it's that hilarious. Much, it made it that much more scary, the fact that I, he, he seemed to have no pants. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's Chris. It's Chris in a nutshell. <laughs> I, and I really, I only told that story just because, so now Chris will know it's on the podcast. That's the only reason I told it. I, not... <laughs> if you don't listen. <laughs> I wish I could say he, li- possibly. Someone will tell him. Some, like, you can mention will... in this episode synopsis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might even have a picture of him in the shorts. Okay. He used to wear them at the comic it. store. No, but someone will tell him. This episode will post tomorrow. Yeah, it was a, Oh yeah, uh, th- those guys would talk about this thing when you wouldn't know pants. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we won't tell him what episode. He'll listen to all the episodes. Hell, it's only eleven thirty. I'll make I'll get it up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that way you could you could market it any day or any time tomorrow morning. You know, he'll, he'll, Chris will actually start his own podcast just to tell stories about us to make up for it. Probably. Yeah, no, he'd do it. <laughs> yeah, I think he would. And he'd wait until the 51st episode, too. Just to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patient I'm done. motherfucker. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Last episode. All right. We want to end this thing? Uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's put a fork Let's in. go ahead and end this thing. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 51, where we talk about Chris and his flesh-colored shorts. <laughs> uh, 
I lost my place. Uh, go ahead and listen to us on iTunes. You can download our, all our episodes there. You can give us reviews. You can go to our website and listen to our episodes there as well. Or download them to any MP3 player uh, that you have. Get us on Stitcher. Uh, that's an iPhone, uh, Android, uh, iPad, iPad. Yeah, I, uh, you can get us on iPad if you use iTunes. That's true, yeah. yes. Um, and then you could also email us at themovieguysatmoviesucktastic.com. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? Oh, the voicemail. <laughs> if you feel so inclined, you can leave us voicemail. And we will play it, goddammit. Stop being so gun-shy. I mean, just fucking call us. I mean, honestly, just if you, if, you, if you just need someone to talk to, or, yeah. you know, if you need to confess a crime, uh, you know, if, if you want to just give us some dirt on somebody you know. Anything you want. If you, if you want to record your grocery list so you can listen later and remember what you need, <laughs> go ahead and do that yeah we don't care if you send us voicemail we will play it the number for that is 908-514-4470 you just want to call and breathe heavily for like two or three minutes hey there's a three minute time limit so why we'll play it why I don't know is that just... is that what you decided or is it Yahoo no 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 it, 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 it could be I think trying to think i think it could be 15 minutes but i don't want to tell everybody that well thank you well, at this point if you yeah, want, if you want to call and recite random random scenes from the terrible game feel free to do that i should do that i should just call and do that over to voicemail yeah i guess so <laughs> if you want to call and tell stories about chris mm, call, if you know chris if you want to tell stories, Even if you don't know Chris, you want to make up stories. Even better. Yeah, if you just want to tell stories in which Chris is mentioned, by all means, right. call the call the show. Please. Absolutely. We will play that repeatedly. We'll play that every episode. Hey, I'll figure out a way to get it in there. Hey. Hey. All right. Um, do you have any wisdom for us? I have words of wisdom, yes. Just re- oh. remember, uh, when wrestling relatives, always slather yourself in plenty of olive oil. And toss salad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you next week. How do you like your ribs? Well done. And with olive oil. All right, later.